Hello, hello, hello. From wherever and whenever you may be listening, this is the first episode of The Rambler and the Gambler. My name is Kevin, joined by my co-host and brother, Dan. Dan, say hi. What's up, everyone? We are starting this pod to talk mostly about, obviously, football, gambling, gambling on football, since gambling is now legal in the great state of New Jersey, where we both reside. Uh, We'll be talking a lot about Football, mostly pro, some college, definitely gambling, some best bet advice, some fantasy football, some New York Giants, our favorite team. Yeah. Dan, it's been a long time coming. Yeah, I'm glad we finally got together to do this because uh, you know there's a lot of people out there who were putting podcasts together and giving their opinion, and uh, you know I think we probably know a little bit more than the average fan about sports, so... Uh, Definitely check us out on Twitter at the Rambler Gambler Four. That is at Rambler Gambler Four on Twitter, and uh, you know, let us know what you think. Send us some comments. Send us some feedback, and uh, definitely tell your friends. So, uh, what do we got on the slate tonight, Kev? Well, since it is the first day of preseason football, uh, we will be talking about AFC over unders. Uh, obviously, there has been no football played outside of the Hall of Fame game, which boring. Uh, I didn't even I didn't even tune in for it. I forgot it was on. To be honest with you, yeah, uh, I didn't watch any of it either. So, uh, all right, it, it was fourteen to ten. Well, yeah, Hoorah! Well, well, I mean, you know, as you said, the preseason is like non-alcoholic beer. So, who really cares a shit about that? You know. Yeah. So this pod will be based around AFC. Over-under win totals. Next week we'll do NFC over-under win totals. And then, obviously, as we start to get into the season, stories start to develop. We will focus more in on headlines, what's happening, who's hot, who's not. And, as always, some best bets. All right, let's go. Where are we starting? So, let's jump right in. AFC East. AFC East. I guess Are we we'll starting start with the, the defending, defending champions that we all know and love here in the New York area? Yeah, I guess we'll start at the top with uh, the New England Patriots. Uh, just for everyone's listening knowledge, we are going with uh, the over-under win totals that were posted on the uh, FanDuel Sportsbook apps. So, uh, shout out to FanDuel. <laughs> yeah, who's got most of my money that I deposited last year. Yeah. So uh, that's anyway. where our, that's where our numbers will be coming from. I I I think it's always important to have some uh, other sites, some outs for those extra half points. So uh, we'll talk about that going through and uh, some trends we'll see in the market. But Dan, kick us off with your favorite New England Patriots. Yeah, uh-huh. just kidding. So uh, win totals eleven, and uh, you know you could go through the statistics. And you can talk about their offense and their defense, but you know, Mr. 42-year-old Tom Brady, who just got a two-year extension, which boggles my mind, um, 11 wins. And you know, honestly, I'm going to have to say over, just because they're New England, and their division is garbage, and you know, they just seem to always pull it together. You know, they've, had some, uh, they've, had, they've had some good draft picks. They got the big wide receiver this year. Nikhil Harry at Arizona State, you know, he's going to create some uh, some mismatch matchups on the outside, being a big-body target. They also got Damian Harris from Bama, who, you know, we obviously know was coached up well because, uh, you know, as we talk about Belichick being the best in the NFL, 
Good old Nick Saban down there winning almost as many Super Bowls as Bill is up here in uh, national championships. So I am going to have to say over 11 wins for uh, the New England Patriots this year and another AFC East Division title. Okay, uh, a couple things to touch on. Uh, the over is minus 130 and the under is plus 110. So for those uh, amateurs out there just getting into gambling, what that means is the over, you have to bet 130 to win 100, and then the under, you have to bet 100 to win 110. So, in short, it thinks that they're going to go over. Obviously, the, the <laughs> yeah, more because they know the more money you wager to get less return is the more obvious outcome. So, uh, we'll touch on that to see which way it's kind of leaning where the value is. But I agree with Dan. I mean, last year the Patriots were 11 and five. I've even seen a couple of 11 and a halves out there. Uh, if it was eleven and a half, I might go under. I think this number is a good number. Uh, I'm not betting it personally, but you know, I, I think the Patriots tend to use September as their preseason-ish time, if that even makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Belichick likes to tweak his team and figure out who's who and who's going to play and who's not and. You know, last year they got off to a slow start. They lost to the uh, Jags and the Lions in September, if you recall. Uh, they were one and two, and then obviously they finished the season eleven and five. So literally, right on this number. Um, I'm with you, Dan. I think they go over or right at that eleven number, but I'm not betting it obviously since yeah. I'm not too confident one way or the other. Uh, I think the team will be younger this year. Uh, Gronk's obviously gone. You mentioned some of the rookies that they uh, brought in. Isaiah Wynn was their first-round draft pick. He'll be starting at left tackle this year. Uh, he was first-round draft pick last year. I'm sorry, he was injured, so this will be his first season pretty much. Yeah. So a lot of younger guys, as Brady ages, I see them kind of doing a little more running the ball. They kind of did that at the end of the year with Sony Michelle, ground and pound, mm-hmm. offensive line, kind of full mm-hmm. circle into kind of how Tom Brady's career started where they yeah. used to just run the ball. Have them not make mistakes and play defense. I feel like they're kind of trending back in that direction. Yeah, the strength of their team is obviously Belichick and Brady, and the fact that those two are both back. You know, Belichick is famous for making stars out of, you know, average players. You know, looking at the additions, they did pick up Dontrell Inman this year, who was coming over from Indianapolis. Um, they also had Philip Dorsett, who was, I think, on the team last year, but he was also from Indy. Yeah, he didn't got, do much. They're still waiting on Josh Gordon to... He, yeah, well, that, that he, he, never... I don't think anyone's holding their... Fruition. Yeah, I don't think anyone's holding their breath. He filed for reinstatement, but... Such a waste of pure talent, you know? I mean, the, I mean, listen, God bless the guy. It is a disease to, you know, to have what he has, but, uh, you know, you figure the support system and the people around him would, uh, you know, steer him towards doing the right thing, but uh, you never know. Um... You know, you look at some of the running backs that they have uh, from last year, same cast of characters. You got Bolden, you got Burkhead, you got Sony Michelle, and then uh, James White. You throw in uh, the new guy now, Damian Harris, you know, who knows if he's going to make the team or if the Belichick's going to cut him. But, you know, last year they were uh, fifth in rushing yards and eighth in passing yards. They're actually top ten in all four categories, passing yards, rushing yards, points for, and points against. So, I mean, you, you know, it's no surprise why they won the Super Bowl. So, uh, again, I'm going to, you know, match your sentiment. Uh, 11 wins, over. All right. I got nothing else to add on the Patriots. They're the Patriots. Uh, next, we'll go, uh, 
I got Buffalo Bills. You want to go that direction? Yeah. I mean, uh, last year, the first year with um, their big quarterback. What's his name? Josh Allen. Yes, Josh Allen. So, you know, put some nice, uh, some nice games together towards the end, you know, when the wins don't really make a difference. Uh, you know, 31st in passing, 9th in rushing. However, they just picked up Frank Gore, who's turning 36 this year. I mean, the guy is one year younger than me, and he's got a lot of tread on those tires. Uh, you know, you still got... Sh- not much tread on those tires. Not much tread on those tires, excuse me. You still got Shady McCoy, who's 31. And they just picked up TJ Yeldon, who's a 25, coming over from Jacksonville. So, you know, you kind of wonder what that uh, running back carousel is going to look like. Um, on the outside, I did see that they picked up John Brown. Um, they still have, and they also got Cole Beasley, my boy Cole Beasley from Dallas. I can't believe Jerry got rid of him. I never thought anybody else in the league was going to give him an opportunity. But you know, when you go from Dallas, America's team, to Buffalo, I, I don't know. I, I guess you know, in the old school days, you'd say the next stop was the Browns and then retirement. But you know, we'll get to Cleveland a little later. Um, you know, they picked up Ed Oliver on defense, who was a standout player at Houston. I think he's got a little bit of an attitude problem. Uh, you know, shouted at a coach last year on the sideline about what he was supposed to wear or not wear when he was injured. So, I mean, those are the type of things in the NFL that really don't, uh, you know, hold up very long. So, what's this number at? Six and a half? I mean, they're the Bills. I saw some sevens, but yeah, six and a half. The over is minus 186, so they're, they're telling you it's going over. Yeah, well, I'm actually on the other side of that. I still think under. I think they are still a five or six win team. I don't think... Uh, I don't think their quarterback's going to get it together this year. You know, as the weather gets colder in Buffalo, they're going to be a one-dimensional team in running. So I still see it. I mean, last year, they only they were 30th in the league in points scored, you know, and 18th uh, in defense. So, I mean, you know, they're going to have to put up some uh, some passing yards. So I, I, don't, I don't think this year is the year I'm going to go under six and a half. I would have to agree. Um... I don't know if you saw the NFL Network's top 100 players. They do, they do this, I did. I did. Well, yes. They do this list every year. The players vote amongst the players. Mm-hmm. Guess how many Buffalo Bills made the list? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw out a big number of probably zero. Zero would be absolutely correct. Yeah. So that's the first problem. I mean, this team, solid defense. You know, Sean McDermott's the coach. He came over from Carolina. He has the defensive background. I feel like they do a pretty good job on the defensive side. Mm-hmm. No offense, no playmakers, no one that had your game plan being like, how are we going to stop blank? I mean, LaShawn McCoy's still there, yeah, but mm-hmm. LaShawn McCoy had 514 rushing yards last year in 14 games. So yeah. what does this guy have left in the tank? You talked earlier about Frank Gore. I mean, my God, he's like... Please, tell me who their number one receiver is. I mean, seriously, I'm not trying to be mean, but who's their, is Cole Beasley their number one? Cole Beasley and know. John Brown together, I don't think. You are, believe in uh, Zay Jones? I mean... Do I believe in him? I mean, he could. You know, he's a young kid. He's 6'2", 200 pounds. He fits the mold of a wide receiver. But, you know, I mean, we haven't heard much from him as of yet. The only guy, you know, worth any any name-calling on this team is LaShawn McCoy and Frank Gore, you know, about 10 years ago. Um, you know, listen, you can't hate on Frankie. He's, he's up there on the all-time rushing yards. He's getting it done. But I just don't see a lot of firepower coming out of the offense. And then, you know, if the defense is on the field for two-thirds of the game, that's eventually going to wear them down towards the year. And, I, I, you know, six and a half just seems like a lot. So I'm, I'm going to go under. Yeah, I too am going to go under. Like I said, uh, I'll give you another trivia question. So 
who was the Bills' leading rusher last year? Uh, yeah, I think it was the quarterback, wasn't it? Yes, Josh Allen, 631 yards. Yeah, so that's a problem. I and mean, I was like, wait a second, LaShawn McCoy must have been injured. Nope, he played in 14 games. He had 514 rushing yards. So you think with a young quarterback and no playmakers, the success formula would kind of be ground and pound, short throws to Cole Bleasley and Co. Yeah. Don't make mistakes. But, I mean, my God, Josh Allen was the freaking leading rusher on the team. So yeah. I... I and it worked out well for Beasley when he was in Dallas because if you had, you know, guys on the outside like uh, Des Bryant at the time who was who was getting him open underneath, that's fine. But I mean, if if he's going to turn to the primary target or at least top two, you know, he's 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 five foot seven, five foot eight, and one hundred and seventy pounds. I mean, come on, that's not going to last very long. Yeah, and Frank Gore's got to stop eventually, right? You would think so. You would think so. But, I mean, Tom's 42, and he's still throwing darts in the pocket. What do I say? Bouncing around and chucking darts? Maybe uh, maybe Frank Gore eats a lot of kale. Yeah. Well, he doesn't have a supermodel wife, I'll tell you that much. All right. Moving on. Anyway. Uh, let's talk about the uh, New York Jets. The baby brother here in the uh, okay. New York market. You want to start out on this one, or you want me to just uh, you want me to jump in? No, I'll uh, I'll start this one off. Okay, so go ahead. I had the over under at seven. Mm-hmm. Did see some seven and a half floating around out there, but as I said, we'll stick with seven because we're gonna keep it consistent. Uh, over minus one sixty five, under plus one forty. So they're telling you over, and uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say over. I kind of like the Adam Gase mentoring Sam Darnold thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, Gase got to the playoffs with the Dolphins and Ryan Tannehill, so I mean, I know uh, Sam Darnold is still young and, and up and coming, but... Do you remember Sam Darnold's first throw last year? Do you remember yeah. what the result was? Yeah, it was a pick six on uh, Monday Night Football, right? Yeah, good old Detroit. But the Jets did come back and win that game, so... Yeah, absolutely. One thing that worries me about the Jets is their early schedule is kind of brutal. Uh, the first game is at home against Buffalo. Maybe that should be a win, but then they do... Uh, versus Cleveland at New England at Philly versus Dallas and versus New England. So yeah. I mean, I got all those teams as playoff teams outside of Buffalo, and mm-hmm. you know, I think Adam Gase, new voice in the locker room, young team. You know, Le'Veon Bell came to town. He's trying to prove something. So even if they get off to a slow start, I don't see this team quitting. And then obviously the schedule lightens up down the stretch. You know, you still got the Dolphins who aren't looking too good, but we'll get to them in a minute mm-hmm. uh, on there twice. But uh, you know, everyone wants to focus on Adam Gase, and he's got weird bug eyes in his uh, press conference, and he had the... He's just intense. He's passionate. Yeah, he had the whole thing with Mike McCagnin, where the, after Mike McCagnin did the draft, they got fired. And, you know, the Jets are always good for a back-page headline, but, I mean, I think once everything settles down and we get to X's and O's on the field, that uh, they'll be right around that 7-8 win total fringe playoff team maybe a year away, but definitely trending in the right direction. Yeah. Dan, um, what say you? I, I completely agree. I'm, I'm going to say over seven as well. Um, I think Darnold is getting just what he needs. I mean, last year you couldn't tell if uh, Todd Bowles was happy, sad, uh, you know, if he just won the lottery or, uh, you know, if uh, his dog just got run over by a car because of his facial expressions. But, you know, I think Sam Darnold is, is, is the real deal. I think last year being the rookie season, you know, obviously Peyton Manning was terrible in his rookie season too, and, you know, look at him now, so... Um, I think that Le'Veon Bell is a crucial key uh, add to this because he had the entire year off. Now, you know, some people say, is he not going to be in physical shape enough to get to it? You know, I'm sure he's going through the preseason thing. He's got his money now. By week two or three or four, you know, he'll be back. 
And, you know, he didn't play at all last year. So he's 27, and he's been in the league six years, but he's only really played four. This is his sixth year, but he didn't play at all. I think Robbie Anderson, you know, fantasy stud last year. I don't remember how many weekends I picked him to, to come in and put up some numbers. Yeah, we'll say they have an underrated receiving core with Robbie Anderson, yeah. Quincy and Numa. They brought in Jamison Crowder. I like that, too. Um, and you know what I really like on the defensive side? I really like the fact they brought in C.J. Mosley. You know, that guy leaving the, uh, the Baltimore Ravens, I think he is going to be the catalyst on that defense. I think he's going to get everybody in, in line. I think he's going to tell them where to stand. I think he's going to tell them what to do. You know, you got to remember, um, he's been in the league now six years, so he was there just for the tail end of Ray Lewis's career. And, you know, watching Ray run that defense, uh, you know, you got to make uh, certain that he learned some things there, so I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with the over. I think that the Jets are gonna you know get it together this year. I think that they're gonna be better than uh, you know people think, and uh, you know as much as I hate to say it, unfortunately, I think that they may be the better New York team. Oh, I think that too. I mean, like I said, we'll do the NFC next week, and I'll have plenty to say about the Giants, but that that's our sneak preview. Yeah. Um, only thing that slightly concerns me is the Jets' O line is. Eh. And you know how Le'Veon likes to kind of dance around behind the line and then kind of pick a hole and hit it, which is a very uncharacteristic but good-for-him running style. Right. Obviously, Pittsburgh has a good O-line year in and year out, so I don't know if that is as feasible. Maybe he changed his way. Maybe they'll use him more in the passing game. Mm-hmm. Adam Gase is creative. He'll, he'll figure out how to use him. Yeah. So uh, I promise that Dan and I did not talk about our over and unders prior to this podcast or rehearse anything no, we certainly but so not. far we are three for three for agreement right. um anything to add on the jets dan no i mean you know last year they were uh in the bottom third of the league in all the top four statistical categories pass runners, pass yards rush yards points for and points against so uh i think that was obviously on uh the general manager and the owner's mind uh in making some trades and uh their draft picks so um, I'm going to say over seven wins for the Jets this year. I agree. And we'll, we'll wrap up the AFC East with the... Adam Gase former team? Yes, the Miami Dolphins. Uh, over under the lowest I've seen in all the land uh, of four and a half. I haven't really seen anything. And you know that every year there's a 3-13 and 13 jammy thrown in there somewhere. So it's just about picking that out. Hopefully it's not the Giants, but you never know. So... Am I going first on this one? Or you want to jump in? I'll go first. Okay, good. So this is my... I have three AFC best bets today, and this is my first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going under. Now, the over is minus 150, and the under is plus 125. Okay. So there is some value in the under, but obviously Vegas is saying over. Mm-hmm. Here's why I say under. Brian Flores is the new head coach, former... Uh, Patriots defensive coordinator. He was the defensive coordinator for one season. Obviously, two years ago, it was Matt Patricia. After they lost to the Eagles in the Super Bowl, he jumped down with the Detroit. Brian Flores comes in. He's been a defensive coordinator for one year. Defensive coordinators on New England is like, I feel like Bill Belichick's intern. So uh, everyone's... <laughs> hey, listen, everyone, it, got, it got Matt Patricia a job in uh, Detroit. Yeah, everyone speaks highly of Brian Flores. I really don't know him, but being a head coach for the first time and starting over in a rebuild... I mean, I think you know that there's always a team that drafts first, and they usually have two or three wins, and I I think this is it. I mean, they traded for Josh Rosen, but I've heard that Josh Rosen is currently, the report coming out of Dolphins camp is being beat out by 
Ryan Fitzpatrick for the starting job. So well, I mean, listen, don't, that could not, just be a ploy to motivate Rosen. But let's not sleep on Ryan Fitzpatrick either, though. I mean, you know, he he came in last year and Fitzmagic lit up the league for the first few weeks. As I know that you had a wager on the over under total for the Bucks, and you were sweating some bullets early on. But you know, eventually the Fitzmagic died out and things went went sour. I could see Fitzmagic starting the year. Uh, getting a couple of reps in and then, you know, having the same thing. I mean, the guy's not getting any younger here. You know, he's a smart dude from Harvard, but, you know, eventually Father Time uh, catches up with all of us, except for Tom Brady, apparently. Um, But I think that Josh Rosen will come in, and I think that he'll do better than he did last year uh, in Arizona. Um, You know, you got to remember, the NFC West, tough tough division. I mean, the Rams and the and the Seahawks, you know, you, you know, you're going to get 10 to 11 wins out of both of them typically. You know, I honestly think that the Niners probably would have had a lot more wins had Jimmy G not decided to take on one of the uh, secondary players in Kansas City and blow his knee out like a fool, but anyway, we'll get to that next time. Um I am going to disagree with you here, Kevin, and I am going to say that Finally. they go over four and a half wins. Um you know, One of the things that Miami has, they got great weather early on. And, you know, honestly, mostly, even until December, you're still going to get a couple of 60-degree days, you know, on Sunday. Um, You know, you look at the first couple of games of the year, yeah, they're going to be hurting. They're going to be playing Baltimore, New England, Dallas, and then the Los Angeles Chargers until their fifth week bye. So would I be shocked if they were 0-4 at that point? No. But then they're going to get into Washington's, Buffalo. You're going to wind up playing, um, you know, Buffalo twice within the next six weeks. You're playing the Jets. You know, obviously you think that they're going to at least split with the Jets. The Jets aren't one of those teams. And even when, um, even when the Patriots go down there on week two, you know how Tom Brady's fared against Miami. It's probably his kryptonite in the entire league. He never does well when he's in South Beach. So. Yeah, Miami and, and Denver, they had the whole uh, hook and ladder miracle play. La- not hook and ladder, but the uh, laterals and the kickoff where yeah, Gronk wasn't that. back there. and yeah. So kind of a fluky one. But yeah, I mean, I mean, they still won the Super Bowl. But I mean, Miami had their day <laughs> in the sun, you know, more so than it usually is. So, I, you know, I, I'm just going to say that Josh Rosen, I mean, you know, five wins out of 16 games, you know, you're asking them to win 30% of their games, 33%. You know, I, I think they can do it, so I'm going to uh, go over. Yeah, I mean, I think I'll know how my bet goes. Uh, for the first five games at home, uh, I feel like Miami in September, 100 degrees, they've been practicing in it. Other teams, notably Baltimore, New England, have not been. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Miami stole one of those games. But if Miami is somehow 3-2 and two after the first five, obviously I'll be in, in big trouble here. But yeah. with four of their first five games at home, they always sneak up on a team. Could be New England. As I mentioned earlier, New England likes to, uh, I wouldn't say mess around, but try out some things in mm-hmm. September. So I would not be surprised if New England lost that game, or Baltimore for that, yeah, that matter. Le- yeah, but You know the league's not thinking too highly of them. They have exactly one primetime game, and it's not even home. They're playing at Pittsburgh in uh, October 28th. So, uh, yeah. you know, the NFL's not expecting too many big things from them. But again, you know, do, do I think they're going to make the playoffs? Absolutely not. Do I think they can win five games? I do. Yeah, okay, so by October, I think I'll know where I'll stand. There after, you go. After they have to do... Uh, Seven more road games still. All right, so three agreements and one disagreement through the AFC East. Where are we going next? Yep, Dan went over on the Pats, Jets, and Dolphins, under on the Bills. I went over on the Pats and Jets, under on the Bills and Dolphins. Dolphins, best bet, taking it to the window. <laughs> uh, let's want to do AFC North next? Sure. 
Now, before we jump in, you had mentioned to me uh, that you had some best bets. Where none of them were in the AFC East. Um, no, I don't okay. have any best bets here. I thought we were just going over the over under. Well, you said thing. there were three teams that you liked. Just, oh yeah, just, just yeah. from glancing at the over unders. Okay. Um, yes, I did, and I'd have to. I have to think about that. Yes, let me get back. to Sorry, you I didn't, didn't prep on. you for that one. We don't edit. Right. We don't edit here at the Rambler and the Gambler. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we should, huh? Yeah, it's more genuine. All right, so I know one of them. Okay, actually here. It's funny you, that you should say that, actually, Kevin, but if, if we're going to start with the Ravens, I will tell you that this was one of the ones that I had to just look at it and say, oh, this is an easy one for me. I wasn't going to start with the Ravens, but since you've already started, all right, well, you know let, what? let's now keep it rolling. It. We were just talking about them playing week one in Miami. Go ahead, Dan. All right, so Ravens, numbers eight and a half. That's what I saw everywhere. Okay. Best bet, under. Okay. Why? Why? Tell me more. I will. (laughs) I feel like the teams are going to figure out Lamar Jackson. Remember? Have you? Oh, my God. I have something to say with this offense. You go ahead, though. Okay, no, that's fun. That's fun. (laughs) Teams are going to figure out Lamar Jackson, and there's no crutch now that Joe Flacco's in Denver. Joe Flacco was a crutch. (laughs) Okay. Fair point. Fair point. We'll get to Denver later. Yes, we will get to Denver later. Okay. So let's look at this. They lost Mosley and Suggs, both on the defense. And they were the, I mean, those two guys were the heart of the defense, okay? Those two guys are gone. They're a running dominant team. They did pick up Mark Ingram from New Orleans. And Earl Thomas on defense. Yeah, okay. Well, y- yes, but he's not on, he's not on the offense yet. <laughs> Maybe he will be. He catches more balls than some of their wide receivers. But still, um, their top two receivers... You know who they are? Uh, Willie Sneed? Yeah, Willie Sneed. And I mean, and they're saying here Marquise Brown. I was looking at my, um, you know, Floyd from... I thought they might have been floating around Anquan Bolden or... Uh... Yeah, no, I mean, I, <laughs> no, I don't think so. Name me another team where Sneed would be a number one receiver. Um... Maybe the AAF. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that has the arena since folded. I mean, if you just look at it, so, so you got Lamar Jackson, okay? Who's backing him up now? Robert Griffin III. I think we've Who's seen already that. injured. It is basically the same exact quarterback, and Robert Griffin's probably eight years older than Lamar by now. So I don't think so. Then you got Trace McSorley, our, our favorite guy from Penn State, okay? I mean, is he going to come in and chuck up some Hail Marys and stuff? Yeah, maybe. You got Ingram at running back. I like him. You also got Gus Edwards. I just don't see a lot of firepower on this team. I think it's very Lamar Jackson-centric, and I feel like if, the, if, if he can't throw the ball downfield, they're going to put eight in the box, they're going to stuff Ingram, and they're going to stuff Jackson. I mean, yes, Jackson was elusive at Louisville. He got away from everybody. He won a Heisman. Great. That's college. This is the big boy league. This is the big boy pants league. You know, he played well last year. Everybody was excited. But what happens in his first playoff game? San Diego came in and rolled him. Okay. So, I mean, yes, they tried to make a late comeback as you and I had some money on that one and we're looking at it thinking, oh, this is in the bank, and then they started to come back. But in all seriousness, I mean, San Diego, let's talk about them, a team that comes all the way from the other side of the country to Baltimore. Baltimore's got their home fans, their home stadium, and they got rolled, absolutely rolled. So do I think that they're going to win this year nine games? Absolutely not. Will you ever get used to calling them the L.A. Chargers? You I said San Diego. Will not. Did I, I call them San Diego? I call them San Diego all, all the time. It's, it's, it's never going to change. Whenever I me. see L.A.C., I think of Los Angeles Clippers. I, yeah. don't, I don't think Los Angeles Chargers. Anyway, back to the Ravens. And they're going to have a lot of wins this year. The yeah. Clippers. Anyway, back to the Ravens. So, 
I agree. I mean, this gimmick offense, I feel like they're just like, well, we drafted Lamar Jackson, so let's just try to make this work. I mean, they dropped John Brown and Michael Crabtree, as you said. I mean, they are starting two tight ends and two running backs. I mean, where do you see that in the NFL except on like a goal line stand or a goal line uh, offense? And to your point about the Chargers, I think that's a perfect example. I see this kind of going the way of the Wildcat. Yeah, gimmicky. It might be tough to go against. There's limited film. I think they only did it for five or six games. They got hot at the end of the year. But, you know, once the Chargers saw them a second time, I mean, the NFL's a passing league. It, it, it mm-hmm. just is. And while I think, you know, the, the Ravens have a lot of good intangibles, right? They got a Super Bowl winning coach in John Harbaugh that's been they there for years. They have an opera singing kicker who can nail it from 60 yeah, at any given Yeah, I was going to say, time. they got a lights out <laughs> kicker. They got the top rated defense from last year. Um, which obviously you mentioned took some blows. I don't know how Earl Thomas is going to fit in, considering he used to play cover three zone in What do you Seattle. think about your boy Miles Boykin on the outside, rookie from Notre Dame coming in? Do you think he makes the team? I mean, I don't think they're going to throw it, so I mean, how, how are we even going to know this? <laughs> I mean, they got to have somebody that, that, you know, there for wide receivers. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I see this kind of being cute and all and interesting to watch, but... I mean, maybe their offense can keep the defense fresh by running the ball like the triple option, like Navy and Georgia Tech, and yeah, yeah. you know, hold the ball for 35, 38 minutes and keep the defense fresh. But I mean, I don't know. I, I just, I'm going under as well. I, I can't see this team, you know, this this offense. I'll be interested to watch it, but I can't see it working in the long term. Completely agree. Okay, another agreement. Let's head to. Pittsburgh, okay. Baltimore's rival. Uh, why don't you kick us off? I have the over/under at nine. Yep, uh, I have minus, the over/under at nine also. Minus okay. one twenty-five on the over, plus one hundred five on the under. So, so pretty you, much right at nine. A little more juice on the over. Go ahead. Okay. So obviously, no more Bell, no more Brown. Both out. Different teams. No more Bell. No more Brown. I'm gonna say no more distractions. I liked what I saw last year from Juju Smith-Schuster. Big numbers on the outside, fantasy-wise. He also seems like the type of kid who's not too me, me, me centric. I think if Ben, you know, gets in his head and starts talking to him, and he gets open for his routes, he's going to get up his numbers anyway. Being that he is obviously the, uh, you know, the number one receiver on that team now with Brown's uh, exit to the Raiders. Uh, who? What else? So I look at this like the stock market. Pittsburgh is like <laughs> Apple. They're well run. They usually deliver on earnings. They have strong <laughs> fundamentals, ownerships, tradition, etc. You know, you get some of these other stocks that come into the market, like Beyond Meat. They're the new hot topic. You know, they come in. Are they the Cleveland they, Browns? Yeah, they IPO at twenty five. <laughs> it goes up to two hundred and thirty four, and you never know. Next year, by this time, they could be bankrupt. Okay, so <laughs> Pittsburgh is one of those teams. They're just—it's just tradition. The, the Roonies have been running that operation good for the longest time. They didn't give in last year and give Bell his money, and I think it's going to work out to their advantage. So I think that Connor filled in really well last year for Bell, you know, rushing. They were 31st in the league, but they did enough where it gave Ben some time to make some throws, okay? The Bell holdout was a black cloud over the franchise last year. I feel like every week they were saying the first question to Ben was, what do you think of the defense? The second question was, hey, when do you think Le'Veon's coming back? He's not going to have to deal with any of that this year. The win total is nine. I'm going to say the Steelers win the AFC North and go over. I should have gone first because you stole a lot of my talking points. But uh, <laughs> Hey, listen, I asked. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, uh, uh, I think Ben definitely has something to prove this year. He'll definitely be focused and motivated. 
like you said, I think Juju is going to have a big year. I'm just a little concerned about the second receiver, but you know the Steelers always find receivers, whether it was Heinz Ward and uh, mm-hmm. Plaxico. You know who I like? I like James Washington. I used to watch, I watch a lot of college yeah, was, football at get, Oklahoma State. I was getting to that. Yeah. But the uh, Steelers had Heinz Ward and Plax, and then Plax left, and they found Santonio Holmes. And then Santonio Holmes left, and they found Antonio Brown. And then they had Martavius Bryant for a little bit, and now they found Juju Smith-Schuster. And, uh, you know, the next guy in line might be James Washington. You know, they have Dante Moncrief. Does he excite you? Does he scare you as a defense? Eh, not really. Maybe James Washington will be the next Juju, and Juju will be the next Antonio Brown. I wouldn't surprise me at all, because that's what the Steelers do. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, like like you said, continuity. They were six in total defense last year, tied for first in sacks. Um, You know, uh, they got T.J. Watt. They got playmakers on defense. I think they'll be fine. I think they win that division over nine. As yeah, as as long as the offensive line can block for Ben and, and you know keep him keep him off the ground. You know he's a big guy. He's getting up there. You know not only in age but uh, you know we'll see. But I I, I like it. I think uh, I think over is the play here. Over nine wins is the play for the Steelers. All right. Which orange team are we going to next? Uh, let's go to let's go to the Browns. Really, you want to get this out of the way first, huh? I was I mean, gonna leave. I, you know what? Let's go to the Bengals because I got a big finale for the Browns. Okay. Let's go to Cincy first. Okay. Let me kick this off because this is another best bet for me. Okay. Uh, their over under is six. I got plus one ten for the over, minus one thirty for the under. I'm locking in a best bet and taking it to the window at an under. I have no idea how this team is going to win more than six games. Uh, I mean, maybe um. Uh, maybe I'm overthinking it, but uh, they have five QBs currently on the roster. Let's start five. From, let's start from the top first. So they brought in Zach Taylor. Who yeah. the hell is Zach Taylor? He was the Rams QB coach. I mean, it got to the point in the offseason where anyone that had a meal or a Twitter date with uh, Sean McVay was trying to get hired by teams. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, let's bring in this guy. Yeah, Jared Goff looked real great in the Super Bowl. Like, let's bring him in. Let's bring in the Rams QB coach. But once again, I had mentioned Brian Flores was kind of like Belichick's intern. This guy wasn't even the offensive coordinator. I mean, that was obviously McVay. This was the QB mm-hmm. coach. So it's like, what what resume does he have? They got four of the first six on the road. I'm like, are they rebuilding? Andy Dalton's still there. And I was like, oh, who are they? Who, who's their backup? Well, they got Jeff Driscoll, and they drafted Ryan Finley. They traded up to get Ryan hey, Finley from NC State. Don't forget about Brad Kaya from the U. Yeah, sure. I mean, you could probably throw a bunch of names. I mean, who are these tomato cans? So, I mean, I guess it's another season of the Red Red Rocket, Red Rifle, whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm not buying it. I mean, how many, how many more years do I have to see Andy Dalton? I mean, he is what he is. Yeah. A.J. Green's injured. He's supposed to miss... A couple games. He missed seven games last year. John Ross has a nagging hamstring. Tyler Eifert. I mean, God, if Tyler Eifert plays four games. Yeah, uh, it'll be a miracle. I'll buy you a beer. I mean, it's just like nonstop. I mean, yeah. So the end of the Marvin Lewis era. Okay. <laughs> Finally. However, I mean, listen, they get to the playoffs every year and they just couldn't win one. So I mean, it's, <laughs> it's it, better than pre Marvin Lewis where if, they got to the first <laughs> top of the draft every year. <laughs> and, I mean, Sam, Sam Weish got into a couple of Super Bowls. Granted, the Niners had their way with them, but anyway, so. New regime, new coach. However, the entire offense is still the same as it was the last year or two. You still got Dalton. You still got Mixon and Bernard in the backfield. You got Tyler Boyd, who's emerging as a pretty decent receiver on the outside. Seems like maybe the only one. You got AJ, who is injured right now, you know. And then you got Eifert on offense. Defense, still got Geno Atkins, Carlos Dunlap. No more perfect. 
Vontaze Perfect, which should help. I mean, he found his he home was, on the Raiders. He was, yeah, well, we'll get to that later. <laughs> we'll fit right in. He was getting, uh, you know, he was getting what he deserved, you know. He, he would uh, cause them a lot of penalty yards. I'm sorry, did you say this is an under? I haven't said anything Oh, yet. okay. You're, um, you're just going. You're just... You're just rambling. So, last year, they're 20... <laughs> well, I mean, listen, you know. 24th in pass, 21st in rush. You know, the, the Bengals are... 32nd in total defense. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. I got that, too. 413 yards a game. Points for 17. You know, they were average, middle of the pack. But uh, the defense, 30th. Okay? Right. Not good. Points against, not total defense. Oh, yeah, I'm looking okay? at total defense. I, I was going off of that. So... Tomato, tomato, they suck. A couple of... A couple of games, Cincinnati's going to come out just when they're just when they're plus eight and they're playing a team and you and you say, oh, Cincinnati comes in and you took the points and you're like, oh, minus eight, that should be easy. Cincinnati will come out and they'll only lose by two and they'll have the lead for a good majority of the game and then they'll shit it away at the end of the game like they usually do. But Cincinnati is uh, you know one of those teams where you never know what you're going to get. So with that being said, I still think that six is too many. I'm agreeing with you. I'm going under. Yeah, I think uh, the other three teams in this division are tough. Early schedule at Seattle, that's a loss. Versus San Francisco, San Francisco should be improved. They'll be home. I would still put that towards a loss. At Buffalo, coin flip at Pittsburgh. Versus mm-hmm. Arizona at Baltimore. So four of the first six on the road. No, but you know what? They might perform okay at Pittsburgh. It's a, it's a, a primetime game on ESPN. It's a division rivalry. I could see them only losing by about ten. You know, I don't care if they lose by ten, one, or yeah, I thirty. I mean, I just need, about, I just need to have under total. six. I know. All right. All right. Now, moving on ready to for the fireworks show. I'm, I'm ready for the fireworks show. Take it away, Dan. You All kick right. us off. All right. So I'm sorry. Since he was an under. Since he was an under. Are you? You're keeping track of all this, huh? Yeah, I'd like to see some more disagreements, so we'll see how much, right. how high you are. In so Cleveland. here we go. Here we go. Cleveland. Cleveland. Last year. Now, listen. On paper, Kev, on paper, this team offensively should win the Super Bowl. You look at the guys that they have on offense. Baker Mayfield, rookie season. He, he won more games for them last year than they had won probably in the previous three seasons, okay? Baker came out and he did his thing. What's you zero got, plus one? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> So you got Baker, you got OBJ. We all know about OBJ from this region of the country, okay? Great talent. Not necessarily a team guy, but great talent. Yeah. Jarvis Landry, also a pro bowler. Also uh, Odell's boy from LSU. They used to get to get along real well. You'd see them exchanging jerseys when they played and hugging and all that. So now they're on the same team. I think there's going to be a lot of continuity. You know, they picked up Kareem Hunt. He's out for the first eight games of the year due to suspension, as he should be. Um, you know, but... Theoretically, their entire skill position players could be on the Pro Bowl. Nick Chubb came out of Georgia. You know who else came out of Georgia? A big guy named Todd Gurley who's making about $12 million a year or $14 million a year right now in the Rams. Killing it. I was going to go with Herschel Walker. Yeah, he did too. (laughs) And then you got Njoku. David Njoku is a beast on the outside as the tight end. I'm sorry, as the tight end. He is going to catch – I'm going to say he's going to catch – 60 to 70 balls, and he is going to have 8 to 10 touchdowns this year. He is a mismatch for a lot of safeties and a lot of middle linebackers because he's bigger than all the safeties, and he's uh, you know taller than most of the linebackers. So I think he's going to create a mismatch. So you got OBJ, and you got Baker on the outside. I'm sorry, uh, and Jarvis Sanger on the outside. You got Njoku up the middle, and you got Nick Chubb, who was a pretty damn good running back last year until Kareem Hunt comes back, who was a really good running back last year. Okay? So... Theoretically, they could all make the Pro Bowl. However, it's the Browns. And you just can't trust them. 
I mean, think about think about the defense though. Miles Garrett, number one overall draft pick. You got Olivier Vernon, who came up from the Giants. You got Sheldon Richardson. You got Christian Kirksey, Denzel Ward. Uh, from Ohio State, and then you got Greedy Williams, who they just got on the other side, the rookie at LSU with the first-round draft pick. You look at these names, and you're thinking, this team's going to win 14 games. But it's the Browns. It's the Browns. So the over-under was set at 9.5 for this division, which is the highest win total for anybody in this division. Do I think that they're going to win more than 9.5 games? Absolutely not. I'm going to go under the 9.5, despite the fact that on paper it looks like they should win the Super Bowl. Games are played on the field, and there's a lot more than talent. There's a lot of intangibles. I just think that they're going to hit a couple of bumps in the road, or some guys are going to make mistakes, which may cost them the game. I'm going under 9.5. I mean, geez. (laughs) What's left to say? Uh, I'll touch on a couple of things. With all those all-stars come personalities. Uh, as we know, none of these guys are short on 100%. words, mm-hmm. egos, Twitter posts. Yep. Uh, Agreed. The whole deal. And Freddie Kitchens. You know what Freddie Kitchens was doing last time this year? He was the Browns running back coach. Yeah. And look at him now. I mean, good for him. It's tough enough to run an NFL team to run it with these cast of characters. Ben McAdoo couldn't even contain Odell Beckham by himself in New York, and he lasted two years. Yeah. So, I mean, to your point, yeah, all these guys, maybe not in Joku, but, you know, Landry and Beckham, buddies, yes, but they're also used to being the number one option. So we all know like to Beck- Beckham likes to win Beckham's way. So, you know, if the Browns win and Beckham has two catches for 13 yards, they'll probably be mopey. If the Browns lose and Beckham has, you know, 11 catches for a buck 40 and two touchdowns, he'll be happy and he'll be like, oh, well, we played our best. That's kind of what I, what I take from, from Beckham that, to your point, he's not really a team player. So uh, I'm never big on the hype team. I'm going under nine and a half as well. I think they might be at nine and seven. They might that's, be that's a, a wild card team, a fringe playoff team. They'll be exciting. A hundred percent. I mean, I don't have ratings. anything against the Browns. I'm not really the biggest Beckham fan in his post Giants career, but I don't, yeah. I don't have anything against the but Browns. But you know what? That's going to prove. I think that's going to prove to be a better trade for the uh, for the Giants than for uh, for the Browns. You know, they're on um, they're on prime time three times this year at the Jets in week two. You're at the Niners in week five. And uh, then they're actually hosting Pittsburgh on um, Sunday night football. So, you know, the the league believes that they're going to be a draw and they're going to be well, excited. Of course. Because the league, you know, everybody wants to see stars and that's the way it is. Do I think they're going to win, uh, you know, ten games? I don't. Not this year. Back to my point about Freddie Kitchens. Let's look at the the early schedule here. Versus Tennessee, that could be a win. I'm not high on Tennessee. We'll get to them next. Uh, at the Jets, versus the Rams, at Baltimore, at San Francisco, versus Seattle. If they go three and three, I think they'll be able to hold it together. The schedule gets a little bit easier. If they start going two and four, one and five. I don't know I don't about, think be I don't that, know about that easier. Then they got to go to New England. Then they got to go to Denver. And despite the fact that. Uh, you know, Denver's not the greatest team on paper this year. They're, the altitude gets to them. Then they got to play Buffalo. Okay, then they got to play Pittsburgh again twice in the next three weeks, sandwiched in uh, with a Miami game. So I just look at the schedule here. Miami, my best bet for under four and a half. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, listen, Cleveland will get that one probably. But, I mean, it's a home game against the Dolphins. If they don't, then, you know, they got another thing coming. And then, uh, you know, towards the end of the year, they got to finish uh, two out of the last four division games against Cincinnati, an in-state rivalry. So... 
I, I just don't see it this year. I mean, they're going to have to show me a lot. And I'm saying after the first uh, six games, if they're 3-3, three and three, um, I think that would be a success for them. Yeah, they'll be fine. I think that'll be I a think, success. I think the, similar to uh, my bet with the Dolphins and all their home games earlier in the season, I think we'll know how the Brown season's going to go by uh, Columbus Day. And mm-hmm. If they can stay on board, all right. then uh, they'll be good. All right, well, that was kind of lame. We agreed on all four uh, AFC North teams. Uh, let's let's jump to the AFC uh, South. Well, you know what that means. That just means that we uh, we think alike and we're smart and you know we know what's going to happen. So let's just chalk it up to that. Should have should have brought an idiot co-host in. <laughs> <laughs> no, all right, then nobody would listen. All of our followers would never talk to us. And again, guys, if you're interested in the content, you like it, check us out on Twitter at Rambler Gambler for the number four. Rambler Gambler 4 at Twitter. All right, where are we going next, Kev? To the south. To Ooh. Indianapolis. Let's go to Indy. All right, since I seem to be taking a lot of the content that you're thinking about, you can kick this one off. So, another nine and a half. Mm-hmm. I was going to make this a best bet, but I'm just going to say that I like the over. Uh... I'm staying away from it because Andrew Luck concerns me. He seems to have this nagging calf injury. I mean, two years ago it was his shoulder, and my God, every week it was an Andrew Luck update. Oh, he's throwing a Nerf ball. He's not throwing anything. He's throwing a tennis ball. He's playing with his own balls. It's now is now he's not doing anything. Now he's taking a break, and then obviously he sat out the entire season. So I just don't. Now it's the same thing with the calf, and now everyone's talking about Kevin Durant and the NBA Finals and his calf and his Achilles. And so now obviously everyone's being extra cautious. I don't know. I, I just feel like Andrew Luck isn't a good healer. If he plays and he's healthy, I think the AFC South is the Colts to lose. I mean, I, I think they win the division. Uh, they started off slow last year. Won nine out of their last ten. Uh, their GM, Chris Ballard, nailed the draft with Quentin Nelson and uh, Darius Leonard, both all pros. This year they went seven of the first eight picks on defense, so they're looking to improve the defense. They added Devin Funches. Does that excite me? He's okay. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, he's, you know he was a good receiver out in uh, Carolina. So, so I mean, he's not I'm still one. taking the over. I don't, uh, I don't have the confidence I did maybe two weeks ago after all the reports I'm hearing out of Colts camp. Usually when you hear stuff out of camp, it's so-and-so look great against the third-team defense, and mm-hmm. uh, well, I mean, everyone listen. scored, everyone did great, and when you're hearing all this stuff, that, that kind of concerns me. So I'm still taking the over, but uh, I'm not as confident right. as I once was. I, uh, I, I agree. I'm going over as well. Nine and a half. Um, I do think that they're going to win the division. As long as Luck comes back from this calf injury healthy, you know, over. If he doesn't, listen, Jacoby Brissett, he he came out of the New England system, correct? Wasn't it him and... Uh, yeah, he played a couple games. It was him Brady and Jimmy G suspended. and Tom Brady, right? Okay. So, obviously, I feel like anybody who comes out of that system, uh, you know, knows what they're doing. Belichick is a genius, you know, despite the fact that he's usually the defensive schemer. I think Jacoby Brissett can be solid. Yeah, he played um, the whole at, season that Luck was out. I think they were like 4-12, and 12, but, I mean, he was, he was yeah, a right. quarterback. So, Darius Leonard on defense, tackling machine. I mean, that guy just exploded last year. That was his breakout season. Marlon Mack, I believe, is poised for a breakout this year for, from the running back position. You know, he, he did a lot of nice things last year. Um, 
The wide receivers, you know, you got T.Y., he's the deep threat, he's the number one. I don't see a lot of guys beyond that. You yeah. know, like you mentioned, you got Funches, sure, they lost Dontrell Inman. Um, you know, you got a couple of other guys that have been there, you know, Chester Rogers. Uh, they did get Roger Lewis, our boy from the Giants, so uh, they picked oh, him up. Look I out. mean, I, I don't know how, uh, how promising Book the tickets to the be. Super Bowl now, Roger Lewis. Hey, listen, Eric Ebron, he's a beast. I think he's going to uh, he did it. He did have a good year. Yeah, yeah. And, he's, and you got your boy Jack Doyle. So, yeah, the Colts, their offensive line was was being, you know, they've been terrible over the last couple of years, but they, they they were better last year to protect Thanks to uh, Mr. Quentin Nelson from the yeah, University well, I mean, of Notre Dame. Yeah, that's your boy. They did pick him a few years ago for the uh, last year for the draft, and he definitely solidified that line a little bit. You know, Marlon Mack does not have as many rush yards as he does, and you know, Luck doesn't do as well as he did if the if the line's not protecting. But uh, I mean, last year, points for fifth in the league, and then points against for the defense tenth. So they're in the top third. You know, if as long as they're going to put up some points. I mean, a lot of it was on luck, and like I said, you know, there's going to be some guys that are going to have to step up from the wide receiver position, but, you know, as long as the O-line protects luck, um, over, nine and a half. Yeah, I mean, they got on a roll last year. I, they beat Houston in Houston in the first round of the playoffs. I thought they had a chance to beat KC, and then KC's like, mm-hmm. pump the brakes here. I think they blew them out like 31-13 mm-hmm. in Arrowhead, but, uh, yeah, yeah I, I like the Colts. Like I said, I'm just, it's not, it's not a best bet. Okay. Me. Let's head to. Uh, Where do you want to go next? I want to drive me around the south. Yeah, I want to go. Uh, I don't know when the last time Indianapolis was considered the south, but regardless, let's go down to Jacksonville. I'd love to get down and talk about Jacksonville. Okay, so <laughs> this is very unpredictable. Okay, think about what's going on here. Blake Bortles is out. Thank God. So now, <laughs> now they have a chance. That's an upgrade. So they bring in Nick Foles. Okay. Nick Foles, when he first emerged on the scene years ago, he had that season, 27 touchdowns, two interceptions with Philadelphia, plays well, okay? Then eventually they decide to draft Wentz, he leaves town, they go out, he, he plays in uh, the Rams, didn't do anything, and where else did he play? Was uh, it Detroit? No, Andy Reid took him to be his backup in KC. Okay, from his, and, he, uh, and he rode the pine for the most part. Yeah, he's a backup okay. to uh, Alex Smith. Comes back to Philly. Carson Wentz goes down, he wins a ring, okay? I feel like I feel like there's something about Nick Foles and Philly. It's very unpredictable, all right? But anyway, the D was solid last year. Jacksonville's D tied fourth in the league, points against. Um, you know, but in the offensive categories, Blake, 26th passing, and the rush yards were 19th. They lost Yeldon, and Fournette was out for most of the time. Um, you know, and he still led the team in rush yards, Fournette did, with 439 yards. Yeldon's on Buffalo. Thomas Rawls and Alfred Blue have been brought in to provide support. So even if Leonard Fournette does go down, you know, you still got Thomas Rawls can play. And then you got Alfred Blue. That's going to be a huge hit to, um, to Houston. You, you watch. We'll get to them soon. But, uh, you know, it, when Lamar Miller was out last year, I had him on fantasy. So Lamar Miller starts, he plays the first quarter. You don't see him the second, he starts the third. You don't see him the fourth. He wasn't playing the entire game. So I think Alfred Blue coming in and being a loss for them was bad. Um, with the Jags, I think it's going to be good. The, the, the uh, wide receiving crew on offense, you still got uh, Cole, you got Lee, you got D.D. Westbrook. And then you got new arrivals, Conley from KC and Terrell Pryor. Um, Meh. 
I know. This one's tough for me. You know, the D is solid. They got Calais Campbell. Beast. They got Marcel Darius, run stopper. They got Miles Jack, tackling machine. And then you got Jalen Ramsey, who despite the fact that he calls himself the best cornerback in the league, and he is a solid cornerback, you know, he had a couple of games last year where he didn't look so good. Uh, and if he starts getting frustrated and he starts mouthing off and this could be a distraction, I, I, I just... All right. se- seven and a half. Hold on. Let me get to... Let me finish up here. Let me, let me ramble. <laughs> Say, hey, listen. You pick the name of this podcast. Seven and a half wins. I'm going under. You done? I am. Okay. When I, J- just checking. You, you're on a roll there. When you don't hear any more words coming out, I'm done. When I hear you exhale. Uh, <laughs> this was the biggest struggle for me. I kind of flip-flopped back and forth on this for... Uh, I, I looked at this for a while, so... I mean, the over is minus 150, so I mean, Vegas is telling you that the over is the play, but hmm. I, I, I too am going under. I, I, <laughs> How many disagreements have we had? One? Yeah, one. Okay. It was my best bet, so. <laughs> we'll see. I, I'm like you. I don't trust Nick Foles. Not as far as I can see him. He, I mean, when you win a Super Bowl, you get a contract, I mean... Jeff Hostetler was the quarterback for the mm-hmm. Raiders, the L.A. Raiders, back yeah. in the day. I mean, and he was a back quarterback who won a Super Bowl. Uh, it's just what happens. People think they can catch lightning in a bottle. They brought in John Filippo because he used to be the quarterback's coach in Philly. Foles is like a one-trick pony. He does like his run-pass option. He goes to the shotgun. He either hands it off or throws a slant pass. Fournette's a power back. I don't see him running well out of that. I, I just don't see it will work. And, I mean, similar to uh, the Browns, I feel like this team is a lit fuse and will just implode if things don't go well. I remember last year, I referenced this earlier with the Patriots. They beat the Patriots early in the season. They started off 3-1. and one. The Jaguars were the hot team. They almost beat the Patriots the year before in the championship game. They come in. I don't buy the hot teams. I don't, I'm not buying the Browns. I'm not buying the Jacks. Jacks Jack start 3-1, and one, finish 5-11. and 11. Everyone hated everybody. Everyone hated Blake Bortles. But, I mean, you said it. The defense was fifth in total defense, 19.8 points against, with questionable motivation most weeks. So, I mean, can Nick Foles put up 20 points a week? Yeah. I, I would think so. So, I mean, if this goes over, will I be shocked? No. But I, I just feel like, look at their early schedule real quick. Versus Kansas City. Loss. At Houston. Mm. T- tough game. Versus Tennessee. Mm. Division. Yeah, I mean, not... Overly difficult. You know what? At, I'm, at Denver, at mm-hmm. Carolina, versus New Orleans. I mean, they could easily be two and four. You know what? I'm the more concerned about. Come off. What happens if Foles gets injured? You know who the backups are on Jacksonville right now? You probably don't, because I never. I, is it still Cody Kessler? Nope. The only guy that I know is Gardner Minshew, who is a rookie at a Washington State who lit it up last year in college. The, the, the other backups are some guy named Tanner Lee. From <laughs> Nebraska and Alex McGuff or Mago from Florida International. So Nick Foles goes down. You might as well throw you or me in there with some shoulder pads on, because I honestly don't think any of them are going to be able to run that team. I think they're betting a lot on Nick Foles. He gave him the big contract. This is what happens. You get a team like Jacksonville, who's you know Desperate. historically bad. Yeah. You know you'd never see a team like the Steelers or you know I'll say the Giants or or the Patriots that you. You'd never see them overpay for a quarterback. Yeah. The Jags and their owner down there, Khan, he's looking to sell some tickets. He figures, let's bring Nick Foles in. He just came off a Super Bowl win two years ago. 
right. you know, I, I, honestly, yeah, I, I, mean, I just don't buy it. Under. All right. They kind of remind me of the Rex Ryan Jets. All defense, no offense. Loud, yeah, look loud. what Sanchez did. Under Underperforming. You know, once you get to the playoffs and you get to the championship games, what happens? Nothing. All right. You get beat. Let's find a disagreement. Where do you want to go next? Houston or Tennessee? Um, let's see. Let, let, hold on. Right now we're in Florida. Um, I think Tennessee is probably closer than Houston, so let's go there. Sure. <laughs> uh, Tennessee. Over, yep. under 8. Plus 110 for the over, minus 130 for the under. So slightly under, but not really. Not not heavy juice either way. Mm-hmm. I'm going under. Uh, I like Mike Vrabel as a coach. They have another new offensive coordinator that has to try to figure out Marcus Mariota. I, I know he was your boy at Oregon. I'm selling my Marcus Mariota stock. I mean, every year it's he's going to do this, he's going to do that. We got the new system. We're going to do more runs. We're going to do more pass. We're going to do more bootleg. I just don't think he's going to be great. Serviceable, maybe. But, I mean, I feel like this team kind of snuck up on people last year. I know that mm-hmm. they beat the uh, Patriots at home because, I mean, half their team is former Patriots. But uh, <laughs> This is true. I mean, like I said, I'm not buying stock of Mariota. Their big offseason signing was Adam Humphreys. Like, is that supposed to excite me? Like, mm. Derrick Henry, sure. But, I mean, as far as offensive playmakers, you know, I said earlier, it's a passing league. I'm selling my stock in Mariota for the first six games on the road. Kind of a tough division. Under. Okay. So, you're not going to like my answer on this because it's like kissing your sister, but I'm going to push it. You can't push it. I think... This is a non-push pod. I think think they're going to win eight games. I honestly do. And this is why. So, to bring in... They brought in Tannehill to back up Mariota. And despite the fact that Tannehill has been injured a lot, Mariota is, he's like a hybrid quarterback. He's like Lamar Jackson. He's like RG3 was, you know. He'll throw, but if he doesn't, uh, you know, have the opening, he'll, he'll do a little running. I mean, the only running I saw Tannehill doing was scrambling not to get killed, okay? He's a sit-back-in-the-pocket type guy. And that may actually work out better for Tennessee. You know, as far as the wide receivers go, they got Corey Davis. Yeah, they brought in uh, Adam Humphreys. They still got Tajay Starp. They got Taiwan Taylor, and honestly, I think they got Delaney Walker, who's probably top five, top six tight ends in the league. I think he's a good player, but do I see them doing a whole lot? I really don't. Um, you know, I think that they're good enough to win uh, a couple of games, but I think it's 100% on how well the offense does. Last year, points for 27th in the league. Points against on defense, third. You know yeah, what? I mean, Mike Vrabel, he's, he's a defensive They guy. scored 19.2 a game and gave up 18.9 a game. That is basically the same exact thing. So why do I think it's 8-8? Eight and eight? You know, basically so, so for that right there. So you're telling me I should bet the under? I mean, yeah. Dan, I, you, can't, you can't do a push. I, I, look, they got the, fan, the fans are going to stop listening <laughs> after the first podcast with a push. Listen, they added Cameron Wake from the Dolphins. I like what he does on the outside. Woodward led the team in tackles last year. You still got Kenny Vaccaro, Byard, and Malcolm Butler in the secondary. Derrick Henry rushed for 1,059 yards last year. So I honestly think this is all about the QB performance. Mariota right. had, had 11 touchdowns last year, and he had eight interceptions. Are you selling your Marcus Mariota stock? I mean, I'm not selling my Marcus Mariota stock. He's a free I think, agent after this year. Are you signing well, him? Well, I don't, I don't have a team. I mean, I'm not I'm not let's Maris, say, so. Let's say Eli retires and Daniel Jones sucks. Would you sign Marcus Mariota to the Giants? No. Okay. I think there are better options out there. But, listen... The guy is a starter in this league. He may not be a playoff winning starter, and he may not be 
a um, yeah, just think a Super Bowl champion. But you know what? He d- he's not somebody that you're going to ever have problems with. He talks to the media. He answers right. He's not that jovial rah-rah guy. Sounds like another quarterback that you and I know who's won two Super Bowls. I mean, I'm just saying. Stranger things have happened. But I think Tennessee Titans are an 8-8 eight and eight team. I'm I going, feel, I'm I going feel like push. you're just stuck in purgatory with Marcus Mariota. He's like the Andy Dalton, Ryan Tannehill. Good, not great. Never really going to go anywhere. Um, answer me these questions. Uh, let's run through the early schedule real quick. At Cleveland. Um, you know, I mean, that's a wild card game because we don't know what Cleveland's going to be. I mean, for the home opener, I'm going to say Cleveland probably plays well. But listen, that defense was Just third. win or loss. No. Listen. So win or loss against the Browns. I mean, th- that's one of those games where the Browns are going to come out and, and they're going to play well being at home. If I had to, I'm going to say probably loss. Okay. Uh, week, week two versus Indy. That's a tough game. I mean, it's a division game. They're at home. I could say they pro- you know, I could say they might win that one. Okay, so one and one. At Jacksonville? Uh, probably a loss. Probably a loss at Jacksonville. I mean, division game, they're on the road. Atlanta, I'm going to say the same. They're one and three, but they, and they got Buffalo at home, which is a cake game. I'm All right, so tell me Denver. I know what you're going to do. You're going to say win. They're going to say three and three because yeah, you're trying, well, to, I mean, you're I trying to avoid picking eight, a side. So. You're trying to... <laughs> no, I mean, listen. I, I, I had them at one and three, but then they got two games that, they, that were winnable. I mean, what do you want from me? You could have said that New England. You would have said three and three. Uh, no, they definitely would have lost to New England. All right. Anyway, let's, let's, let's move on. So, so we're, we're, we're sticking with push. Yeah. I mean, listen. Hey, listen. It's, it's fair. Whatever. Which is a disagreement. If you, if you want... To have no pushes, you have to specify that prior to starting. I'll say 8.1 next time. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's slide on there. over to uh, the great state of Texas. All right. Uh, Houston Texans. Yeah, what's the number? Uh, eight and a half. We got plus 120 for the over, minus 140 for the under. So Vegas is saying more likely to go a little under. Minus 140 for the under, huh? Dan, what do you say? Listen, Deshaun Watson to DeAndre Hopkins is explosive. That is one of the best combinations in the league right now. Deshaun Watson throws such a pure ball, and DeAndre Hopkins makes catches on the sideline that, you know, only three or four guys in the league that could could potentially make, okay? So I think it's explosive. You know, um, Lamar Miller's good, but they lost Alfred Blue to the Jags. So I think that, you know, depth is probably a a little thin, uh, right now for them, um, beyond Hopkins and Fuller, if they get injured, I could see this being a long season. This is kind of a wild card because of all the things that I had just mentioned. The starters are good, but the depth chart doesn't go overly deep on the offensive side. I mean, you know, do you want A.J. McCarron or Joe Webb running your offense? No. I mean, and Deshaun Watson injured himself a few years ago after he had thrown like six touchdowns in a game and everybody was raving about him. You know, you got Hopkins, Kiki Cootie. Kiki! Kiki! <laughs> and Will Fuller, your boy from Notre Dame, okay? Um, you know, outside of that, I don't recognize a lot of these guys on, uh, you know, Vincent Smith, DeAndre Carter. There's not a lot of depth there. The uh, You know, the defense is anchored by... Uh, Watt, Clowney, and Whitney Merciless. You know, it seems to me like, you know, a lack of depth. If they stay healthy, over. If not, uh, I mean, 
as of right now, with everybody being as healthy as they are, I'm going to say over because they put up enough points on offense to be competitive. The defense was fourth last year in points against, so uh, you know they play well at home. That stadium in Houston gets real excited. Um, right now, I'm going to say over. I'm going to go against what Vegas thinks is popular, and I'm going to say uh, over now eight and a half wins. You're liking the Houston home field, huh? I mean, listen, there are certain home fields in the league that are better than others, and I just think that Houston's one of the good ones. I like the West Canaan Coyotes home field. Yeah, I'm sure. Shout you out Varsity Blues. Everything's bigger. Everything's bigger in Texas. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, the AFC South, I feel, is tough. I feel like every team and the over-under wind tones kind of reflect that. The Colts are 9.5, the Texans are 8.5, the Titans were 8, the Jags are 7.5. Everyone's mediocre. One of these teams is going to suck. I mean, last year it was the Jags, and the Jags were probably <laughs> the team that was picked to win the division coming off the AFC Championship game that we talked about earlier, right? Yeah, so, a lot of, a lo- honestly, a lot of high win totals in this division. I mean, yeah, and not everyone's going to be 8-8 eight and eight or better, so I mean... Someone's going to have to, uh, some, as they proverbially will say, shit, shit the, the bed. bed. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going under on the Texans, so okay. hoorah-rah for disagreements. Yeah, there you go. Finally. Here, what is that, our second one? I mean, I don't know. You're counting that, that BS push you just dropped on me. Um, so I love Deshaun Watson. You will probably not find a bigger uh, Deshaun Watson fan outside of... Uh, you know, the, the Texan <laughs> faithful. I just love watching Carolina. him. He's exciting. I love getting him on my uh, FanDuel teams. Agreed. I, I've, Agreed. Always, I've always been a big fan, and I know you had mentioned how great the, uh, DeAndre Hopkins is, no doubt about it, but this team is a different team when Will Fuller's on the field. He really stretches the field, lets DeAndre do his own thing. You want to double DeAndre? Great. Will Fuller will burn most of the league deep, but Will Fuller can't stay on the field. That's the problem. When he's on the field, it's a whole new ball game. I just don't see him staying on the field. Jadamian Clowney's already holding out. He, they said he's not coming back until after the third preseason game. Something to do with the fines and how that works out in his contract, yada, yada, yada. And I always get nervous when guys hold out because they say they're in shape. Yeah, you hit the gym. You're not doing football stuff. So he'll probably pull a hamstring or do something that will nick himself, nick himself up. I mean, stupid stuff like that. Uh, defense is good. O-line is horrible. This team was last in sacks allowed last year. They got... <laughs> That's why Deshaun was rushing for all those yards, because he was running for his life. 62 sacks allowed last year. Yeah, that's a lot. Oh, my God. That's like four a game. Yeah, well. I mean, that's just like giving up a possession. Like, nope, four sacks, punt. Like, here we go. <laughs> I mean, that is atrocious. And, I mean, I don't know. I, so I'm going, like I'm going under. under. I like 79, 88. I think they'll be competitive. I, all right, I don't like over eight and a half. I don't think they'll make the playoffs. As we know... There's always teams that don't... I could don't... see them as 8-8, eight eight too. If they were an 8, I'd probably push them as well. <laughs> well, you said over at 8.5. Yeah, that's true. Forget me. Honestly, but look at their schedule now that I'm pulling it up. First weekend at New Orleans, loss. Okay? Uh, the Bucks won at New Orleans week one last year, I'll okay. have you know. Yeah, well... Just throwing that out that's there. That's because Fitzmagic had a spell on the league for the first few weeks. Jacksonville, home... They're home against Jacksonville. That's probably a win. They're at Los Angeles Chargers. Mm, I have some f- I have some fun home stats for the Los Angeles I'm, I'm Chargers sure coming you, up. Well, when you say home, I, I'm I'm sure the uh, listeners can't see, but I'm putting quotes up because they don't actually have a home currently. They're playing in a twenty six thousand seat you know yeah. little league stadium. So let's not even call that home. But you know, yeah, Californians ver- show up for those games. You know, versus Carolina, versus Atlanta. Uh, you know, they got KC. 
But then they got, uh, you know, they got Oakland. Can't wait to get to the AFC West. Yeah, so let's get there. All right. So I'm, going un- I'm going over. You forgot. I'm sorry. I'm going under. You forgot that you're going over, but we're putting it down <laughs> for the sake of disagreements. I'm going over. So we can see who's smarter. I feel confident that Deshaun and uh, DeAndre are going to, you know, get it together and, you know, stay. I'm sorry. Not to get it together. Stay healthy for us this year. Yeah. I mean, trust me. When, when the Texans are on TV, I'm watching. I'm just going under. I just. All right. We're headed out west. Where are we stopping first? Are we going to stop at uh, KC, which is the first spot? Or no? What, what do you want to do? You want to do uh, Bronco? goes you tell me you're starting this so just just go with it all right well listen, I'll catch I, got, up. I got broncos at the top of my page so let's go there first we'll go to denver right? oh boy okay here we go so we got a new quarterback sorry i just like to talk about over under since that's the theme of the pod sure sure seven i've seen some seven and a halfs if you like under, look for the seven and a half. If you like over, look for the sevens. But the seven is minus one hundred five to the over, minus one fifteen to the under. So pretty much even. Yeah. For once again, for those of you that don't know, minus one ten is the general vig. That's why there's big buildings in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, you got to pay one ten to win a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. So this seems to be right on the money at seven. Dan. Okay. Back to you. So he- so here we go. Denver. They. F- they they basically got rid of their stable of QBs that they had last year. They had um, tall guy. What's that his name? Brock. No, not him. The you know Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon, Paxton Lynch. Yes. Thank Chad, you. Chad Kelly got arrested okay. for breaking and entering. I mean, <laughs> let's not talk about was Chad Peyton Kelly. selling the team. All I mean, right, God. So none of those guys are currently on the roster. You got Flacco, who came over from Baltimore. Um, you know you you know what I think about Flacco. My God. The backups. Speaking of Super Bowl The backups. Speaking of a Super Bowl quarterbacks that get contracts. Four-year pro Kevin Hogan out of Stanford. Drew Locke, rookie quarterback out of Missouri. Is Kevin and Hogan. And Brett Rippon. I'm sorry. Is that Brett Rippon like Mark Rippon's kid? Super Bowl champion with the Redskins, Mark Rippon's kid? I know Mark Rippon's daughter was ripping up the lingerie league. Uh, well, Bre- that's good to know. I, I don't know if, if I if I have ESPN the Ocho, I'll check that out. Brett Rippon did throw the game-winning pass in the Hall of Fame game that we said that no one watched. Someone might have had a bet on it All right. uh, on fourth down. Well, I mean, he did go to Boise State, and the field is blue, so sometimes they produce some people who are good. Regardless, so you got Flacco, okay? Beyond that, those are your backups. Flacco goes down and get injured, and he's no spring chicken anymore. He just hit 34 years old this year. It's a great year. Yeah, well, I wish. I wish I could go back. So, <laughs> so you got Vic Fangio, who's the head coach, former Niner guy. My wife loves him because, well, actually also my came father-in-law over, loved him because, you know. Also came over from the Bears last year. But sure, yes, sure, He was a Niner guy prior to that. Um, he's a defensive head coach, okay? So you got a new quarterback trying to learn a new system with a defensive head coach. And they did pick a guy named Rich Scangarello. This is his first year as an offensive coordinator. Where did Rick Scangarello come from? I don't know. I think he was at ShopRite Nile 5 <laughs> last year. Regardless, he's the first year. So you got to Apologize first... to Rich Scangarello's family if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> you got Rich Scangarello, the first year OC, with a defensive head coach with Joe Flacco. I mean, listen, snap the ball, throw the ball, sure. But if they're trying to run different schemes and everything that they ran in Baltimore, it's going to be a long team. I think they have lack of depth at the wide receiver position. They have Emmanuel Sanders, and he is currently injured, okay? Who do they have beyond him that I've actually heard of? Cortland Sutton. Okay, he could be something. He's a big guy. Is Ed McCaffrey still out there? No. (laughs) First of all, his son is Christian McCaffrey, and he is tearing it up in Carolina. Great Broncos. Cortland Sutton, 6'4", 216. He's the only other guy. Other than that... 
Not much. They do have Jake Butt out of Michigan, who did tear his ACL last year and only played in like a game. But they did draft a guy out of um, Iowa, Noah Fant. Keep your eye on Noah Fant this year in fantasy, guys. Noah Fant might be the guy who takes Jake Butt's position. That really takes really weird when I say butt and position <laughs> in the same thing. Regardless, not, Noah not Fant. take Jake's butt position, but take Jake's butt's <laughs> position. This is a we're trying, family-friendly podcast with the occasional keep, curse word. Trying, Back to you, Dan. <laughs> we're trying to keep this PG. Okay. PG-13. So, listen, the defense. You don't have to worry about the defense. Last year, um, where am I? 12th. So that's decent. You know, they still got Von Miller. They got Derek Wolf, Bradley Chubb, who was the number one draft pick a few years ago. Chris Harris Jr. And they got Kareem Jackson, who they brought over from Houston. Um, you know, initially, they're going to have to keep the scores low. If they keep the scores low, that's going to bode well for them early on, but that's eventually going to take a toll for the defense if they're on the field for two-thirds of the game. Um, you know, I think they got a nice trio of running backs. I think that Lindsey uh, emerged last year, hometown boy from University of Colorado. I think he emerged last year as the apparent number one. You still got Devontae Booker and Royce Freeman coming in off there, but honestly, if, if um, Flacco goes down, they're in trouble. So Broncos 7, <laughs> under. All day. If, if Flacco stays healthy, they're in trouble. I, I, still, mean, I still think it's under. They just can't figure out this QB thing. I mean, yeah, he signed Peyton. That was, that was Apex Mountain for John Owe and the Broncos. Mm-hmm. And we kind of touched on it before. Trevor Simeon, Brock Osweiler. Actually, Brock Osweiler went to Houston and then came back. Paxton Lynch. Chad Kelly, which is one of my favorite stories, that he got drunk and, on Halloween and was randomly breaking and entering into houses and got arrested. But he's now in the Colts, in case you're looking for him. Yeah, no, I saw him before. But, I mean, he, they, they, the they just can't get the QB position right. And now you're, you're bringing in Joe Flacco, who just lost his job to the wishbone wing tee offense, whatever the hell they're doing out in Baltimore. I mean, you traded a fourth-rounder. He's 34 years old, as Dan mentioned. He's got three years left on his contract. He's got no mobility. I mean, from everything I've read, the uh, Giants offense... I'm sorry, I'm thinking Giants. The Broncos offensive line is nothing to brag about. So now you kind of have like an Eli Manning situation where you got flat-footed dude mm-hmm. behind garbage O-line, which is never a recipe for success. I know you said there's nothing to worry about with the defense, but they are switching from a 4-3 to a 3-4, so... <laughs> They're playing the uh, NFC North this year. What do you think? I think you interrupted me. Um, they're switching from the 4-3 to the 3-4. So that means instead of playing DNs, Miller and Chubb will play outside linebackers, which will probably be easier because then you can kind of blitz and get creative. But yeah, they're they still learning up and down the line. But they're still learning a new system. I like the Chubb-Miller combo. I think they can get after the quarterback. But playmakers, Joe Flacco, like, God, Joe Flacco, he's been garbage for, like, three years. Like, how much more... Do we need to see this? Mm. And you traded for him, and there's three years left on his contract. So, I don't know. John L.A., great quarterback. In his time, not great at evaluating quarterbacks. He's like, let's just... Hey, hey, he did bring Peyton Manning. Well, no, I said that. But he also (laughs) drafted Trevor Simeon, Paxton Lynch, and Chad Kelly, and thought Brock Osweiler was good enough to bring back. So, I am unfortunately agreeing with you. I would say... As much as I love to disagree with you, I'm also not... Stupid. So I'm I'm going under with the Broncos. I mean, I, uh, this was borderline best bet for me because I'm just so sold on Joe Flacco. But you had said NFC North, which was actually something I was going to touch on. 
Denver always sneaks out these September wins when people aren't in shape and they're playing at yeah. altitude. And they're playing the... Take the Broncos ba- first month, guys. Take the Broncos. They're playing the Bears week two. I, I, I think that's a good spot. They'll probably be getting points at home. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know who the Bears play week one. I, obviously, we didn't do the NFC until next week. But if the Bears are 1-0 and they kind of have quote-unquote hype, they're, they're one of the hype teams this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like the Broncos there to kind of sneak, sneak a win in there. But that, okay. that's... We'll get to that in our week two pod preview. Uh, I'm, right. go, I'm going under. I I hate Joe Flacco. Nothing personal, but we he's know. just he's just garbage. You are getting a little personal now. Remember, this is a family friendly podcast. No, he's garbage. I, he could be a nice guy. We might hang out and drink beers. You're just upset. Hell, his wife might get along with my wife, but you're, he's just garbage. You're just upset because you played on the Delaware Blue Hens and they always whooped Rowan's ass every time they played. That's what you're really upset about. Hey, okay. <laughs> Shout out to Rowan University, my alma mater. They're D three though, and they're one double A or FBS or FSB, yeah, but they still used to beat up on them. Yeah, we never played them anyway. Um, so we're both going under. Where do you want to go next? I want to go to uh, the should have been AFC, should have been Super Bowl champ, Kansas City Chiefs. All right, let's go to KC. I'll kick this one off because I feel like uh, you've been kicking off the past couple. Sure, ten and a half, uh, plus one fifteen for the over, minus one thirty five for the under. Uh, I'm going really. Vegas thinks it's going under. Yeah. Okay. That's why I've made this my best bet for over. <laughs> that was one of my two, uh, three best bets for over as well. Spoiler alert. <sighs> Maybe I'll just pick under. No. Um, I mean, we are brothers. We do have a lot of the similar opinions about things, you know. But it's okay. Go ahead. Keep going. Tell me why you think the Chiefs are going to win more than ten and a half games. Hmm. Tell you why. Okay, I will do just that, Dan. Patrick Mahomes. Back to you, Dan. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> well said. No, I mean, everyone's talking about regression and back to the mean. I mean, I think Patrick Mahomes is just special. And I, I don't get too involved in the no-look throws, but, I mean, the dude can throw it 75 yards. He could throw it on a... Uh, He's incredible to watch. I mean, he throws it on a seed. And now that Tyreek Hill is not getting suspended, which is a whole other topic that I'm not going to touch on right now about Tyreek Hill personally. Mm-hmm. If he was suspended, I thought the Chiefs might have been a little bit of trouble because he really lifts the top off the defense, opens the middle of the field, Travis Kelsey, blah, blah, blah. Now that he's going to be there, I, I, I am confident that the Chiefs will win over 10.5. I'm thinking another 13-3, 12-5, or 12-4, even 11-5. I'm mm-hmm. a winner. So I love the over of 10.5 here. They brought in Stevie Spaggs, former Giants D coordinator for the 31st ranked defense last year. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to have to do some some stuff. They lost uh, D Ford and Justin Houston, added the Honey Badger. It's a good thing they got rid of D Ford. He cost them a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, offsides D Ford. They, uh, <laughs> they brought in Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger. Where did he wind up going, D Ford? Um... I didn't see him. It must be an NFC team. God, I, it's on the tip of my tongue. I'll think of it. Put you on the spot. No problem. Yeah, I'll think of it. Um, Tyron Matthew, they got Frank Clark, came over from Seattle, so he kind of is the, the D Ford replacement. He had mm-hmm. uh, 14 sacks last year. Um, I think that they will be good, not great on defense. But once again, it's a passing league. It's an offensive league. I think they're just going to outscore players or outscore teams. A little concerned about running back. I mean, Damian Williams is already hurt. Uh, yeah, I but mean, I mean, is it bad though. But I mean, Damian Williams cost me my fantasy league last year. So I mean, running backs are just kind of like plug and play sometimes. Good O line, great passing game. 
I feel like a hell of a, a end of the season. Forty Nine ers is where D Ford is, by the way. Oh, okay. Well, that's uh, probably why we don't know yet. Yes, we haven't done that yet. Yeah, um, but they did pick up Carlos Hyde. Yeah, I mean Carlos. He Hyde. kind of falls into the. I feel like he kind of falls into the Frank Gore bucket with how much tread does he have left on the tires? I no, mean, he's a lot younger. Eh, he's been injured a lot though. Dude, anyway, I, I feel like the he's Chiefs got to be at least ten years younger. I'm going to look that up right now. I feel like the Chiefs will be. He's only 28. He's eight years younger than. Uh, than Mr. Frank Gore. Frank Gore is like his own category. 28 is old for running back. (laughs) No, 31 is old for a running back. Yeah, 31 running backs are bagging groceries. No, he's got... All right. Anyway. Are you done? Anyway, I like the Chiefs over. Best bet. Okay. Complete agreement. This just seems too obvious, unless you think Mahomes is going to regress. And I don't see that happening. They're 12-4 and last year, but the defense needed to be shored up. 100%. They were first in the league in points for and 31st in the league for points against. Do you remember that Monday night game they played against the Rams where it was like 52 to 49 at the Coliseum? That was the most exciting game ever, especially if you bet the over because, you know, I don't think the over-under was 100. You could have kicked your feet up in the second <laughs> quarter. Yeah, that was an outstanding game. And that's what the NFL wants. They want high scoring. That's what the, that's what the fans want. You know, was it the truest football ever? No, but super exciting. Now... The reason that I think they're going to be over 10.5, they couldn't do another season of that. First in the league, Mahomes had 50 touchdowns. I mean, let's be real. The kid played his arse off, and you know he came back with a lot of crucial throws down the stretch. Okay? But the defense, my God. 31st in the league when they're 12-4. and four. That shows you how dominant the offense was. Okay? So who'd they bring in? You alluded to Frank Clark, and you also alluded to the Honey Badger. They also got Emmanuel Ogba from Cleveland. Not re-signing Eric Berry gives uh, somebody else to have to step up as the on-field general. I think Eric Berry retired. Uh, I mean, it says he's a free agent right now, so... Yeah, well... Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he did. You know, after, he didn't, I guess he didn't file his paperwork, but no one else is knocking on his door. Yeah, I mean, he's been through the cancer thing. He had tore his ACL. God I bless mean, him, I mean... God bless the guy. I hope he signs somewhere, story. but... I, I got nothing but love for Eric Berry, Tennessee volunteer. Not like I went there or anything, but still, good guy. <laughs> Just um, dropping knowledge. I mean, seriously. You know, their passing was third in the league. Their rushing was 16th. So it's, uh, you know, okay. To get back to your point, I, I am a little leery about the running game. You know, you look at the name, Carlos Hyde, and you're like, okay, he can play. Damien Williams had a great uh, you know, end of the year last year filling in for Hunt. Um, but, you know, as you said, he is injured. Tyreek Hill, deep threat, love him. Sammy Watkins, I think he's going to get a lot more chances this year, you know, being that... He's going to be the number two, more or less. Um, but, yeah, Travis Kelsey. See how many games he plays. Yeah, well, Travis Kelsey, you know, again, top three tight ends in the league, especially that Gronk's out now. He might be top two. So, um, definitely, I see over 10.5 for the Chiefs, and that's one of my best bets as well. Yeah. Uh, seems, I feel like Vegas se- Seems like us. a public pick, but yeah, I feel like by Vegas, public pick, I mean, like, something that everyone if does. If Vegas is putting that as the, uh, the underdog, maybe they know something we don't. Maybe they're expecting something that we don't. I don't know. I mean, early schedule at Jacksonville, at Oakland, <laughs> win, versus win. Baltimore, at Detroit, versus Indy, versus Houston. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, let's see where their first tough, tough game is going to be. I know they play the Patriots. I mean, I don't see a tough game, you know, until, I mean, versus Indy at home, versus Houston. They got the Chargers. Um, geez, week 11. 
Okay, you know, other than that, Minnesota, you never know what's going to happen with them. We'll have to do some evaluating. They do play New England this year, um, and it will be at New England, and then they got to play the Chargers uh, again uh, at the last game of the season. So, I mean, but I just, I just don't see them regressing that much. I think, I think they thought they were good enough to play for the Super Bowl last year. You know, obviously Tom Brady and New England had, you know, thoughts otherwise. But that offside play, they had it won. D Ford was offside. They had, Tom Brady threw an incomplete pass in that on that possession. Oh, I know. I was watching. I, I, it you know, it just ugh. Anyway. Alright. Let's move out to sunny LA. We'll save the hard knock Raiders for last. Yes, absolutely. Alright, I'm gonna start this one off. Chargers. Phillip Rivers looking for that elusive first Super Bowl. To join the other two in his draft class of 04, Big Ben and Eli, both with two. No more Antonio Gates. He's a, he's gone. You know he was gone last year until Hunter Henry tore his ACL and they brought him back. But Hunter's back. The Melvin Gordon thing bothers me a little bit because if he doesn't come back, I mean Eckler and Justin Jackson did a nice job last year. But you know Melvin Gordon's one of those top ten running backs. He's a game changer. So you know, as of right now. It worries me, all right? On the outside, you still got Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Travis Benjamin. They got rid of Tyrell Williams, who went to Oakland and signed a nice contract. You know, the defense, I think, should be strong. Can I interrupt you for a second? You sure can, Kev, because I I interrupt you a lot. I don't think I said uh, nine and a half over is minus 160, so a lot of juice on the over. So Vegas is telling you this team's going to win more. Maybe this is why they think the Chiefs under is yeah. the play. Maybe, but I they, mean, maybe they're, they're drinking the Chargers Kool-Aid. Well, I mean, I, under for you Charger haters or think they're going to be under plus 135? I think that, Sorry, um, you know, I think I think this division is split up in two. I think you got the Chiefs and Chargers oh, who it's can top play. Oh, for sure. And I think you got the Broncos and Raiders who, you know, are <laughs> hot Raiders. garbage. Yeah. So, listen... Bosa, Ingram, Perryman, Derwin James, anchor in that defense last year, eighth in the league for points against, and the offense put you know held their fair share too. They were tied for sixth. You know I, I'm hoping that San Diego. I'm, well, God, I said it again. We will never be able to call him a church. Just call him San Diego. I'm, yeah, no, we get can't. your powder blues no, on. Can't. Who cares? Yeah, we, we got it. We, we got. Well, I still wear the powder blues now, even though they're LA. We'll just call them the Chargers. All right. I'm hoping that Phillip Rivers and the Chargers have a good year this year and that they win the Super Bowl because I like Phillip. Is this your Super Bowl pick? This is such an early preview for Super Bowl. It's not my pick. It's just a hope. I mean, he's got eight kids. He's a great guy. You know, he's always a raw guy. I love the bolo ties he wears. He's just one of those dudes. He's got swag. He's got fire. He's got intensity on the league. He's just one of those guys that I like. I'm rooting for him. Um, he I think he doesn't I think, curse though. Did you know that? Well, you know, <laughs> no one's perfect. Anyway, no, he doesn't curse. Right, and I said no one's perfect. Um, okay. I'm gonna go over. I'm gonna over nine and a half. I'm gonna agree with the Vegas sentiment at minus one sixty. And uh, you know, I think this team and Kansas City are both gonna be you know twelve wins again like they were last year. All right. <sighs> Unfortunately, I agree. I I too am taking the over of nine and a half. Um, I think you kind of touched on it. They're they're a very balanced team. They got the pass rush. They got second with Ingram and Bosa. They got Derwin James in the secondary. They brought in Thomas Davis at linebacker from uh, Carolina. Um, 
Offense is good. You said Melvin Gordon holdout concerns you. Do you know what the Chargers' record was last year without Melvin Gordon? No, do tell. 4-0. So I think it would be a net negative over the long term, but if mm-hmm. he decides to hold out for weeks one. How was your fantasy team last year when Melvin Gordon wasn't playing in those four games? Because I remember you wanted to trade me for Saquon so badly, and I just couldn't do it. Um, you can't I don't remember. know. That's all right. He had about 12 touchdowns last year, so I'm sure it didn't hurt you too much. But, um, yeah, 4 and without him, like I said, I think it's still a net negative overall. But uh, if he misses, you know, a couple of weeks, I think they can get by, start missing some game checks, might come back. But once again, like I said earlier, these guys that hold out and they come back week four, week five, I'm worried about them pulling hamstrings, having nagging injuries, not being in quote-unquote football shape. So What if it becomes a Le'Veon Bell situation? And he's just done for the year? Well, he's not done for the year, but he holds out for the year, yeah. Yeah, so he doesn't play for the year. Uh, I'll still go over. I mean, I think they can patch it together with... Ackler. Where's Danny Woodhead? Is he still floating around the league? I think he had one too many concussions. I don't know, yeah. but I could be wrong. Uh, running right. backs, you can find another one somewhere else. I mean... Yeah, 100%. I agree. I mean, it, it, might, it's it, it would make gonna, me less confident on the over, but... Yeah, it's just going to further the argument that, you know, we think it should be... So I was looking at the Chargers' schedule, and four of their first six are at home. And then I was looking last year, and they were 7-1 and one on the road and 5-3 and three at home. And their one road loss was, ironically enough, at the L.A. Rams. So they were 7-0 yeah. <laughs> and oh in cities not, not named <laughs> Los Angeles. So I was like, maybe starting all these games at home is a bad thing, as opposed to... Uh, playing some more games on the road. I, I I like that about the Chargers. I think that makes them, you know, mentally tough. Didn't really help them in New England last year. But uh you got four primetime games this year, so obviously the TV programmers know that they're going to put up some numbers and they're interesting to watch. Yeah, no, they're definitely they're definitely going to be a good team. That's why I'm going over nine and a half. All right. All right. We've been rambling on for almost an hour and a half now, so let's uh talk about the Raiders and uh close this thing out. So the over-under for the Raiders is six and a half. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The over is plus 155, and the under is minus 180. So there's some sixes <laughs> out there as well, which would give you more favorable odds if you wanted to go over. But Vegas is pretty much guaranteeing you the Ra- Raiders will go under. Mm-hmm. Uh, Do you remember some of the looks that the camera caught John Gruden having last year on the sideline? I mean, I John just Gruden, <laughs> I just feel, is living on a reputation... The dude won one Super Bowl with Tony Dungy's players against the team that he coached the year before. So, I mean, like, what better situation could you get put in? Oh, here's an all-star team that just came back from, I think they went to the NFC Championship game before. I mean, I'm going back almost 20 years. And, oh, you get to coach the team that, you get to go against the team that you coached the past couple seasons. So, you know, all their tendencies, all their ins and outs, all that. I mean, he's supposed to be some quarterback guru, right? Derek Carr. He was on the bus, man. I tell you, he knew what he was talking about on that ESPN bus. He knew what he was doing. I like this Derek Carr. Yeah, well, Derek Carr did not impress me whatsoever last year, so I'm definitely going under six and a half. And one other thing I want to touch on this team was dead last in sacks last year. <laughs> did, did you look at this stat? I, I did not, but I'm not surprised. So the Patriots and Giants were tied for 30th. 30th, 31st, whatever. Guess how many sacks they had as a team? The Giants? Uh, Giants and Patriots tied for 30, 30th. I'm going to say uh, 35. 
30. So that was the 31st ranked team. Guess how many sacks the Raiders had? 10. 13. <laughs> I mean, holy hell. Like, there are three games where they did not get a sack. And there was probably more. I'm assuming they had a couple games where they had more than one sack. But 13. That's a 17-sack difference between the team in 31st place. You know what? I mean, oh my god. I looked at that. I had to do a double take. I was like, 13 sacks? Like, there were guys. We mentioned them. Some of them. Um... Uh, Bradley Chubb, I think, uh, what's his face, uh, Clark, Frank Clark, they had more than 13 sacks, and then the Raiders traded Khalil Mack in the beginning of the year, which obviously we know is a controversial move, and I don't <laughs> know, what, I don't know what he had, but I'm pretty sure Khalil Mack had at least 13 sacks, so, I mean, holy, like, and they drafted Cleland, Cl- I don't know, Cleland Farrell, Cleland that's Farrell. why they drafted him out of Clemson with yeah, the first overall pick. Yeah, but a lot of people say that was, that was a reach, that was an overdraft. I mean, it was. I mean, is he going to save them? I mean, God, 13 sacks, that is atrocious. Yeah, that's not good. So yeah, definitely under. I'm, okay. I feel like Gruden's overrated, I feel like they just got him to sell tickets when they moved to Vegas next year. Okay. Antonio Brown already has frostbite. Jared Cook. Frostbite? You didn't see these pictures? No. You know that hyperbaric chamber thing where it's like negative oh 200 degrees? Oh my god, really? And he put footwear on. So his, the bottoms of his feet. I'll pull up the picture for you. The bottoms of his feet are literally peeling off. So now he's like questionable for like the rest of the preseason. Somebody might have wanted to, you know, let him know that, you know, to put footwear on. He's a clown. On. And so, Jared Cook left town, their best player. I mean. So yeah, the Raiders are, uh, no, despite the fact that they have a rich tradition and, uh, I was watching a little bit of Hard Knocks last night, and uh, what's Al Davis' son's name? Uh, Something Davis. He was hosting a uh, barbecue for all of the former um, Raiders to come out, along with the current guys. You know, I get it. It's nice, but... Don't get sucked into the Hard Knocks. My God. They are just... Last year, 28th in offense and points. Last on defense. Dead last on defense, as you alluded to before. So they added Brown... Antonio Brown and Tyrell Williams. Okay, Jordy Nelson retired. Big deal. Signed a one-day contract with the Packers. Retired a Packer. Awesome. Antonio Brown, outstanding talent. He doesn't get his passes thrown to him. It's going to be problem by week three. Mark my words. I like Tyrell Williams. I like that pickup. You know, he had a nice season last year on the uh, on the Chargers. I remember the game in London. He had about three touchdowns. I know this because I didn't start him in fantasy, and it killed me. But I like that. You know, Gruden better hope. He better hope that Carr doesn't get injured. I, you know, this is probably the third or fourth time I've alluded to quarterback depth. You want to know who his backup quarterbacks are, Kev? Mike Glennon. Okay. Yeah, okay. You want to know who the other one is? Remember the Buffalo talent, Nathan Did, Peterman? Yeah, John Gruden said, I like this Peterman guy. If He's Nathan growing on me. Nathan Peterman, the dude threw five picks in a game last year in a half. In a half, okay? Again, I mean, they picked up Isaiah Crowell from New York Jets, and they still got Doug Martin and Jalen Richard, and they also got this kid, Josh Jacobs, from Alabama. Now, yeah. this dude is huge. He was running over guys bigger than him last year and, like, showing up the guns and smiling. I like him. You know, however, on paper, similar to the Browns, this is what bad teams do. Bad teams try to go out and get names, and they try to get names so they can sell tickets, and sometimes that doesn't always merge. And you know what? Sometimes the teams that – look who's been winning the Super Bowls and being the best team, the Patriots. Who do they got? They got Brady. They got Brady and who? Anybody on their defense, a pro bowler? 
I don't know. Trey Flowers is all right, but he left town. Yeah, I mean, you got the McCourty brothers who are solid. But, I mean, you get these names, and sometimes it always doesn't match up. You know, you look at paper and what these guys do. Our old buddy Dwayne Harris from uh, the Giants is out there. And you know who... Yeah, uh, return kicks. Yeah, and you know who uh, Gruden got from the scrap pile? Who didn't even play last year? Remember your boy Richie Incognito? Yeah, sure. Yeah, Richie Incognito. The bully. He didn't Toughen even up the play room. last year, and he's like, yeah, let's go get him, man. That seems like a great idea. To top it off, the icing on the cake... Vontez Perfect is now a Raider. They're one of the franchises. Could there be a better fit? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he could have went to Dallas. You know, Jerry likes to pick up thugs like Greg Hardy, who's now kicking some ass in the UFC, however. But that's a talk for another time. I mean, they got Cleveland Farrell. Maybe he'll get more than three sacks this year. I don't think he's going to get 13. Vontez Perfect, you know, Brown, Perfect. You know, you got these guys. They're not character guys. And I think Gruden, from coaching years ago, it's a different game these days. It really is. The way that you have to approach it. I don't even think I need to tell you where I'm going on this, but I'll say it just for a formality. Under six and a half. Yeah, I kind of figured. All right. Uh, just to recap, Dan and I had few disagreements, which I was a little disappointed about. The NFC, I feel, is a lot more competitive. I feel like the AFC is a little top-heavy, bottom-heavy. No mediocre teams. I feel like the NFC is a little bit more competitive, so maybe we do our NFC pod next week. We will have some more disagreements. Uh, recapping our disagreements, all three of them. Uh, Miami Dolphins, Dan said over 4.5. I said under 4.5. Um, Dan said over 8.5 for Houston. I said under 8.5. And, and Dan said push for Tennessee, like a pansy, <laughs> uh, at 8 wins, and I said under. You're going you're gonna to owe me 100 bucks once they go 8-8, eight and because eight, I'm going to tell you right now that's what they're doing. So uh, just to recap best bets... Dan over with the Jets at seven. Was it seven or seven and a half? It's seven. Seven. Uh, Dan under Baltimore eight and a half, which I also like, but it is not a best bet. And then Casey over ten and a half, uh, best bet. Kevin's best bets: Miami under four and a half. Bring on Tua. They're drafting in the top <laughs> top two. Uh, Cincinnati under. I have no idea how that team's going to win six games. I'd be surprised if they're not right behind Miami in the draft. And then I also went over with Casey at ten and a half. Um, Dan, anything to uh, no, add I mean, here? I think, um, you know, I think we're going to be spot on with a lot of these. You know, the NFL is full of parity, and you're going to get some of the teams that we pick to go over, and they're going to be a dud, and they might have three or four wins when their over-under was eight. But you know what? That's the unpredictability of the NFL, and that's why everybody loves the NFL as much as they do. Uh, we got about, what, literally a month until uh, the first game on Thursday night. I can't wait. Uh, we will touch on some college football, too, once that comes around. Um, I think that we may see another Clemson-Alabama national championship. I know we're getting real early with that, but you know, four, or three out of the last four years, that was the exact matchup. And the other time, Alabama was still there, but they uh, beat Georgia. So um, Anyway, check us out at RamblerGambler4 on Twitter. We'll have this podcast put up momentarily. And... Uh, you know, feel free to send us an email about the comments or a comment in the Twitter, uh, the Rambler and the Gambler at gmail.com. Signing off, Dan Henry, Kevin, guys, thanks, thanks for joining us. We hope to hear you soon. Tell your friends, as Dan said.